The Shorter Catechism begins by declaring that the chief purpose of our lives is to find endless holiness and happiness in God. Hello, this is Pastor James. Join me as I go through the Westminster Shorter Catechism week by week, unpacking what it means for us to be holy and happy. The Westminster Shorter Catechism was originally written with a view towards the Confession of Faith of the same name, which was published shortly before it. In this confession, there is an instructive paragraph in chapter 7 that introduces us to the idea of a covenant. Here is what it says. The distance between God and the creature is so great that although reasonable creatures do owe obedience unto Him as their Creator, yet they could never have any fruition or enjoyment of Him as their blessedness and reward, but by some voluntary condescension on God's part, which He has been pleased to express by way of covenant. The Shorter Catechism picks up on this idea of covenant as God's voluntary condescension towards man and explains it as an act of God's providence. Question 12 of the Catechism asks, What special act of providence did God exercise towards man in the estate in which he was created? Answer, When God had created man, he entered into a covenant of life with him upon condition of perfect obedience, forbidding him to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil upon the pain of death. A covenant, as John T. Rhodes helpfully puts it, is an agreement between God and human beings where God promises blessings if the conditions are kept and threatens curses if the conditions are broken. It is important to note that even without a covenant, and simply by virtue of being a creature endowed with reason and moral capacity, Adam owed God perfect, personal, and perpetual obedience from the very moment that God had made him. Nevertheless, in God's great kindness and wisdom, he voluntarily entered into a covenant of life with man. Under this covenant arrangement, God placed Adam under a period of probation to see whether he would indeed willingly glorify and enjoy God as he should and as he could. We can read this from Genesis chapter 2, verses 15 to 17. The Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, You may surely eat of every tree of the garden, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. 
it is important for us to understand that before his fall into sin, Adam was fully capable of obeying God without any external help. This makes his failure under this covenant all the more grievous. The contrast between the generous divine provision of every tree of the garden for food and the prohibition against eating from only one particular tree is demonstrative of God's kindness to Adam in this covenant. He wanted Adam to fully enjoy the good creation placed under his care. God wanted to bless Adam for doing what he was made to do, which is to glorify God and to enjoy him. Adam, as God's image-bearer, was originally tasked with cultivating and caring for the earth by spreading the beauty and order of the Garden of Eden to the ends of the world. The only prohibition God gave Adam against eating of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil was meant to maintain the inviolability of the creator-creature distinction. This is why the penalty for this was death. There was nothing in the fruit itself that warranted such a grave consequence. Rather, to transgress the covenant in this way was to blatantly rebel against God's sovereignty. This program was brought to you by Pilgrim Community Church, a confessional Presbyterian church that meets in Cubao, Quezon City. For more information, please visit our website at pilgrimcommunity.church.